You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All of you Foxborough faithful, you are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Friday, June 18th, 2021, and Fridays are always a good time for a little Foxborough Finance 101 here on your daily home for news, notes, and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. Greetings and salutations, Patriots Nation, and thank you for joining me here on this Friday episode of the pod. My name is Mike DeBate. I cover the New England Patriots for Patriot Maven of Sports Illustrated, and I'm also your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, comments, and feedback are always welcomed and very much appreciated. So share that feedback, send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're there, sitting there, giving the weekend nod to the Twitterverse and saying, how you doing? Follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at LO underscore Patriots. Patriots fans, 2021 mandatory minicamp is now in the books, and your New England Patriots are headed for a brief summer vacation before training camp starts in late July. But don't forget, folks, this is an organization that predicates itself on no days off. The coaching staff is still going to be hard at work. The players are going to be keeping conditioning. And the media, including us here at Locked On Patriots, will continue to bring you the very latest news, notes, and analysis from Foxborough. Because even though the action on the field might be taking a hiatus, the Patriots are still doing work in the front office, as evidenced yesterday by a few roster moves. The team announced the signing of offensive lineman R.J. Prince, while also announcing the release of kicker Roberto Aguayo and long snapper Wes Farnsworth. And the release of both Aguayo and Farnsworth shouldn't really be a big surprise to a lot of Patriots fans and media alike. Aguayo was facing an uphill battle. Nick Folk is the incumbent, and boy did he look good in training camp according to those that were in attendance. Making field goals, calm, cool, collected... Pretty much a foregone conclusion that Nick is going to be the starting kicker this year, but he might have a little competition on his hands, but not in the form of Aguayo. Rookie Quinn Norton apparently has quite the impressive leg, and he's expected to at least give Nick Folk a run for his money in training camp. At the very least, the Patriots might have a hidden gem, one they'd like to keep on the practice squad this year. But we all knew that the Patriots were not going to keep three kickers long-term, and to clear out a little bit on the roster, Aguayo finds himself the odd man out. Wishing him the best of luck, he's bounced around the NFL besides the Patriots, drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in 2016, spent time with the Chicago Bears, Carolina Panthers, the LA Chargers, and ultimately he was competing on a spot for this team, but now if he hopes to continue his NFL career, it'll be elsewhere. Farnsworth is another name that I don't think a lot of people expected to hang around long term. Joe Cardona is entrenched as the Patriots' long snapper, and I don't think any one of us expected him to be unseated anytime soon. But the Patriots always do their due diligence. It's good to take a look at some of the other talent out there, and apparently something had to catch Bill Belichick's eye in order to bring Wes into camp. Minicamp, that is. And there is some background here. He did play his collegiate football at the University of Nevada, appeared in 25 games, was given the captain's award by the team at the end of his senior year. 
Farnsworth originally joined the Miami Dolphins in 2019 as an undrafted free agent, was released by the team a little bit later in the year, and then he signed a futures contract with the Denver Broncos for the 2020 season. The Broncos, in turn, released him from the team in August. So, Roberto Aguayo and Wes Farnsworth are out, but enter R.J. Prince, who also entered the league as an undrafted free agent back in 2018. And Prince can definitely add some depth on the offensive line. Played his collegiate ball at North Carolina, making 23 starts at guard over the course of his junior and senior years. At the pro level, he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers and most recently for the Baltimore Ravens. Prince ended the 2020 season as a member of Baltimore's practice squad, and his hooking on with the Patriots was as a result of him being in town this week in order to try out. This is an interesting signing to me because, as most of you know, the offensive line depth chart is a bit crowded at this point, but Prince has known to be a solid contributor wherever he's been, so it'll be interesting to see if he's able to push anybody in training camp and maybe make a case to either make the 53-man roster or possibly as a practice squad addition. So, bottom line, folks, the Patriots continue to make moves, and they will continue to make moves throughout the offseason. But those moves also include financials, and when we're talking Foxborough Finance, there is only one source we trust and one source we need. That's right, I'm talking about the great and powerful Wizard of Benzon himself. My good friend Miguel Benzon joins me on the hot seat here to close out the week in style on Locked On Patriots. And we'll be talking the news of the week, which is Stefan Gilmore's holdout what it means for a potential contract negotiation, and a lot of the ins and outs that most of us, myself included, were not aware of when it comes to the contract details and negotiations between Gilmore and the Patriots. We'll also gaze into that Belichickian crystal ball, and Miguel will prognosticate what it might take for the Patriots to pull off another move this offseason. Do they have what it takes in the financial tank right now to be able to pull off a move that might catch your sharp eye? Last but certainly not least, in one of my favorite segments anywhere on Locked On Patriots, Miguel will set the record straight on all those various cat myths that are floating around out there. Folks, an action-packed agenda. What better way to head into the weekend than to absorb the wisdom and counsel of my good friend Miguel? So sit tight and settle in as the Pat's Cap Top Gun, Miguel Benzon, joins me here on the Locked On Patriots Weekend Hot Seat when this Friday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, Locked On listeners, Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements just for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma, purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDI-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. Credit Karma Money. Progress starts here. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. 
Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Locked On listeners, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, NHL, all of your UFC MMA action, and of course the NFL, with the only place that has you covered and the only place we trust. Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Before the start of your next favorite sporting event, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the greatest sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Head over to the website at betonline.ag and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the action. Head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Patriots fans, the image of mandatory minicamp is beginning to shrink in the rearview mirror, and the Patriots are taking a bit of a summer vacation. But the finances of your favorite team in Foxborough continue to be the hot topic in and around New England. And when it comes to the Patriots' bottom line, we need the definitive word on anything and everything Patriots salary cap. Today, we seek the wisdom and counsel of the great and powerful Wizard of Benzon. You know him as the Pats Cap. He is my good friend, Miguel Benzon, and it's my honor to bring his wisdom and counsel back to the podcast today, helping us close out the week in style. Welcome back to Lockdown Patriots, Miguel. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it's an honor to be on this show. I got to say, let's just, I'm standing up. Let's do it. Standing old for getting a job on Sports Illustrated. <laughs> uh, thank you, my friend. I've been a subscriber since I was a kid. So I'm like so happy for you, Mike. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm so happy when you told us that news. So I just, I'm standing up right now because I wanted to give you a standing ovation. <laughs> well, the standing ovation from the great and powerful Wizard of Benzon is truly an honor. But no, your, your friendship is the greatest honor that I can imagine. And I know that those congratulations and those well wishes come from a place of sincerity. I was very fortunate this week to be joined by several good friends, people that have been very supportive, uh, whether it be Murph, whether it be Steve Balistrieri, whether it be our guy, Dougie Mack. uh, Everybody has been so, uh, you know, not only um, appreciative, but they've also been uh, so uh, um, helpful and uh, just so amazing in terms of their support. I always appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, and uh, that means a lot coming from you, my friend. So thank you so much. I'll definitely do my best to keep the coverage as you know as best I possibly can and make everyone proud, make everyone happy. But uh, it's my honor and privilege to be a part of the SI team as well, uh, to be able to add my name to uh, some uh, great colleagues that I work with at Sports Illustrated, uh, whether it be you know through the, uh, the Patriots uh, you know, Maven site and also through the other mm-hmm. uh, you know, Fan Nation sites through Sports Illustrated. It's a true honor. So thank you, my friend. That really means a lot to me. All right. I was so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. Well, thank you, bud. (laughs) Thank you. And what makes me happy, what makes me most happy is we're closing out the week in style with a little Foxborough Finance 101, bud. And you bring the wisdom and counsel the way only you can do it. And yeah, let's just let's get right into it. But as we speak, 
your calculations show the Patriots as having $15,044,051 in available cap space. Now, of course, a few minor moves were announced yesterday. Uh, Still, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe we're still waiting on a couple of the financials when it comes to those signings and releases. But for the most part, that seems to be what the Patriots are working with. Yeah, well, as for the releases, sorry, I just want to No, please go ahead. The releases... The releases, I know they had no impact on the cap, all right, because Wes Farnsworth and Robert Aguayo, their salaries were so low, they weren't, they weren't in the top 51 list, so, and they didn't have any guaranteed money. So there's no dead money for those guys, all right? RJ Prince, he should have a, get a salary that's, um, that's around $660,000, all right? Mm-hmm. I doubt the Patriots gave him a signing bonus. I could be wrong. I've been wrong on a lot of things with the Patriots. <laughs> but if I'm wrong, it's not going to be a material difference. I look for example, what by material? I don't think he got a million dollar signing bonus. Okay, he might have got fifteen, maybe got fifteen, twenty-five thousand dollars signing bonus. But it's immaterial when you're talking about a cap that's over two hundred million dollars. All right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So the other thing we got to wait on, Mike, is I haven't signed the three, the the top, the first three draft draft picks. And for whatever reason, like, and I wish someone had asked Bill why they haven't processed Patrick Chung's retirement. <laughs> but if, so if you, let's just pretend those four transactions happened on the same day. That the, end up the Patriots would be around $13 million in cap space. Right. Okay. So. No, and that's, that's great. That's an excellent insight. And. As for you being wrong, my friend, let me tell you, it is few and far between. As the late great Herb Brooks once said, if you find out that Miguel has been wrong on anything, take a picture and save the receipt because it does not last long. It is not something you're going to see regularly. So that being said, this has been an uncharacteristically busy offseason for the Patriots. They haven't exactly been reliable in terms of Patriot standards when it comes to spending money. Um, They've spent a lot more than we've seen in several years. And Uh I mean this from the bottom of my heart, my friend. You've done a masterful job in breaking it all down, what these deals mean, how they can be structured, what it means for next year and beyond. You do an amazing job, and I'm in awe of what you do every single day. Obviously, there are still moves that could be made, and we'll talk about the potential for those moves in a little bit. But right now, Bud, let's kick it off with all eyes being on Stefan Gilmore, who we Mm -hmm. all know held out of minicamp earlier this week for contractual reasons, uh, confirmed by our good friend Karen Garigian. I hate to interject. Mike, do we really know there was contractual reasons, or do we know he he was excused because of health? Well, at this point, uh, I put a lot of stock into what Karen has to say from the Boston okay. Herald. Karen Garigian, obviously, of the Boston Herald, uh, making right, okay. those uh, uh, you know uh, um, uh, impressions that it was indeed a contractual reason. Technically, Maybe we haven't heard that me. from Bill Belichick. Technically, we haven't heard that directly from the team, nor have we heard that directly from Stefan. I always uh-huh. err on the side of caution. I always I, uh, err on that to say that until we've heard it directly from any one of those three sources, technically, Miguel, anything could be possible. But mm-hmm. that being okay. said, Karen is someone that hey, I trust hey, implicitly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was just, I'm just, the, the, the thing about the Stefan Gilmore thing is like, mm-hmm. I'm, people are surprised that he, it's like he's done this, didn't show up at minicamp. Like, and for people who follow me on Twitter, I said before last year he only showed up for four off-season workout sessions. That was probably the mandatory minicamp, right? And then he, and then he got the restructure in in, mm-hmm. in in the fall. 
I'm not surprised if I was him. I, I, I could see why he's doing it, all right? Uh, as a person who thinks the favor should, players should always max out their deals, I mean, he signed a five-year deal with, the, with a team that liked five-year deals. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he wasn't going to ever sign with the Patriots a three-year deal at 2017, all right? Um, that's just... Now the Patriots have moved off the five-year deals and they're going to shorter deals. But in 2017, if you told me Steph, they were going to sign Stephon Gilmore to a deal, you asked me how long it was. I would definitely have said, said five years, and I would have bet a good, approach, a, a good amount of money on the five years. All right? I understand right. where he's coming from. Like, for example, he's, you know, the, he moved some money from 2001 to 2020. So his cap hit this year is about $16 million, which happens to be the highest cap number for any cornerback in the league, even though he's now in terms of compensation, Mike. And if he was to make all of his active roster bonuses, he'd be the 25th highest paid cornerback in the league this year. So that's a big difference between folks between cap and cash. All right. His cap number is $16 million. His his what he could possibly earn in cash is $7.9 million because the mm-hmm. Patriots have about $8.5 million in signing bonus operation on his deal. No matter if he's on the roster or not on the roster, that $8.4 million on it is going to be on the Patriots cap, no matter what. Oh, interesting. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, let, let me, I just want to just go over the numbers for it. He's got a $7 million salary. All right. And folks, people keep on saying the base salary, he's got $7 million. They mm-hmm. keep on forgetting to add in the full. The, he's got a four hundred eleven thousand seven hundred sixty-five dollars roster bonus. All right, that happens to be one seventeenth of seven million dollars. Right. In the new CBA, in the, in the new CBA, the players and the owners agreed if they were going to have a week seventeen, right, the players would get a, a benefit for the one uh, salary, one game a week salary as a benefit, right. But you could not restructure your deal after a certain date. I'm on on vacation, Mike, so I forgot the date. Okay. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, so that's why Stefan Gilman, he's not giving up that that's roster bonus. He's not going to give up that 400. He, that's, he's including that. So people should think about that when they put that $7 million. Actually, he's $7.4 million, all right? Because an active roster bonus, he might just give it up in a, in a restructured deal, all right? And so we had folks, we had Mike and I had talked about what we're going to talk about today. And he said, that, let's, what, let's do a, a proposed restructure, all right? Proposed extension for his deal. And I, I'm all for extending the man, all right? So I came up with a structure, Mike, all right? I kept his cap number the same, all right? Mm-hmm. And I gave him a deal that averages out to extend his deal to three years, 2024. And, and it puts him at $17.5 million API, all right? That's not the highest paid, that's not the highest API. That's Jalen mm-hmm. Ramsey at $20 million. That's right. higher than Darius Slate, who was 29 years old, going to be 30 when he signed the deal for $16.7 million. All right? Mm-hmm. I happen to believe that Stefan Gilmore is a better player than Darius Slate. Isn't Darius Slate, excuse me, all right? So I think that's a fair deal. It, it doesn't change his cap number, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's he's got he'll be get the money a lot of money this year. He'll be guaranteed salary in 2022, all right? And then you could do what the, the Eagles uh, the Eagles did with Darius Lee, guaranteed some some money in 2023, 
mm-hmm. but not all of his salary. All right. Right. And then obviously with the Patriots, then you would always have an offset. So if you did cut them, you signed someplace else, you get some of the salary back in 2024. I think that's what things will end up doing. And I know I want to, I want to speak about possibly and why he should do the deal. All right. One of the things is the deal. If he takes the deal now, let's say he doesn't play, let's say he doesn't take the deal. He plays mm-hmm. out the year. If he shows up, plays out the year for the, for the Patriots. Next year's tag number for him would be over $19 million. All right. right? Because it's a 20% rule. Okay. You trade him to another team. All right. He's going to be his, his cap number and they don't do his deal. They'll just say, Hey, I don't, I, we're not going to do a deal right now. We'll wait till after the season. His cap mm-hmm. number would be $7.9 million. All his right. 2022 cap number, tag number, will be whatever the tag number is for cornerbacks, which is about, four, it was this year, about $14 million. Let's just make it, let's just increase it to let's make it $15 million. All right. He'd be better. So, so he, the tag number, if he's on another team, he plays at the, his current, current deal is $15 million. He's on the, with the Patriots, it's $19 million. So financially, mm-hmm. it's better for him to get tagged with the Patriots. All right? All right. Uh, and I'll say this, for the Patriots, all right, if they, they have to think about this, um, if he split, plays the season on this year, on with them this year, mm-hmm. at the end of the season, he'll have 10 crew seasons, right? He right. signs a huge deal next year. Make it, let's say, pick $20 million a year. Mm-hmm. He would, he, because he has 10 crew seasons, Mike, the best comp pick the Patriots could get in 2023 is a fifth round pick. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, these are all the things that he and the Patriots have to think about when they're negotiating this deal. All right. All right. And I just want to, and so, uh, I think that they're going to, I think they're going to come to an agreement, Mike. I think mm-hmm. it's possible. I think somebody, I, I, I wish I remember the person, somebody said he's looking for Darius Slay money. If I think therefore I think it's possible. All right. Right. You know, I, I, if you told me if, if I had heard that he would want Jalen Ramsey money, then he, I would say he's gone. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, and the other thing that people are always asking me about is trading him and the cop consequences for trading a, a player for him and a player player trade. All right. Let's do for some reason I don't know why people think Adele is in his league. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Personally, I think Adele Stefan Gilmer has is, has better value, even though he's older. I think I think I I, I like I rate Stefan Gilmer more than I highly more than I do OBJ. All right, mm-hmm. but if they were to trade a play for play trade, the Patriots would lose cap space in there because Odell has is going to get about fourteen million dollars in compensation this year for the Browns. Right. All right. And that's what matters when in a, in a player for player trade, you will look at the compensation the player each player gets this year. And that don't look at the signing bonus proration. Look what they're gonna get in cash. And I'm talking about the cash they're going to get. So not not the, if the player had received the signing on roster bonus, you might ignore that. That stays mm-hmm. the, on the old team's um, cap. All right. Right. Okay. Um, so I hopefully I addressed it. Hopefully, you answer. Getting a question, Mike, about this? 
No, I think you've addressed them very well. First of all, I'm glad that you mentioned the difference between the Ramsey money and the Slay money. I saw the tweet that you had put out earlier a few days ago on that and your thoughts on it, whether or not the Patriots and Stefan could come to a happy medium based upon those figures. The Slay seems to be much more of the workable figure. And according to, it was Albert Breer of MMQB that uh, uh-huh. had uh, put that out there saying that uh, sorry, Stefan was, was in fact looking for no that's fine no problem no problem for once I actually got to be able to impart a little of my wisdom and counsel to you usually it's just the other way around I'm pretty much going yep okay yep. He's, he's he's going through all his progressions and he's doing it flawlessly I was glad I was able to drop that in but uh, no in any case um, I do agree with you I think that the Slay uh, money would be much more amenable to both sides uh, I think Stefan is temperate uh, in this uh, case I think he realizes where his um, negotiation tactics are going to be able to take him. And he also realizes his leverage and his worth and what he brings to the table. But the Patriots also know that they need to maintain a little bit of leverage as well. And the deal has to come together and be fair for both sides. But I'm glad you mentioned the implications on a trade. That's a common question we get here on Locked On Patriots, uh, especially comparing it to Odell, because a lot of people believe that this is a like for like or that it's so easy to pick up the Cleveland Browns and say we're going to trade Stefan for Odell straight up and this is how it's going to work and everything's going to be fine. I'm glad that you mentioned that. And I'm also glad that you mentioned about the franchise tag because that was a question that I did have earlier this week and I think you answered it and answered it very well in terms of what that would mean and how much uh, a, a franchise tag for uh, Stefan Gilmore would cost the Patriots next year because of the 20% rule so yes. again my friend you always always nail it your wisdom and counsel is always top notch in this area and folks ultimately Miguel is correct. We really don't know for sure what the reason is for Stefan's holdout. Only Stefan really knows that for sure. And maybe the Patriots, they may not even know for absolute certainty as well. Haven't gotten any confirmation on whether or not this is an excused or not absent, what types of fines he might be subject to. That's still all in play. Again, I am going by what uh, uh, Karen had reported earlier yep. this week, and I hold her uh, you know, reporting in, in as high uh, regard as, as anyone. So we'll take that for what it's worth. We went under that assumption today, my friend, and I thank you for enlightening us and for entertaining that idea and help bringing some wisdom and counsel on the Stefan situation to uh, the masses here and the listeners of Locked On Patriots. But, folks, we're just scratching the surface with Miguel here today. That is why he is on the very short list of being the best of the best in all things NFL salary cap, especially the Patriots. He's the top mind in the business. My opinion, he always will be. That's why I call him the top gun, the best of the best. <laughs> uh, but next year on Locked On Patriots, Miguel is going to give us a quick look into the future and some potential moves that could still be made. Relax, folks. We're not going to get into specifics on players, but what types of moves are still out there for the Patriots to make? And in a segment Mm -hmm. that is unique to this podcast, Miguel is going to address some of those cat myths floating around out there and set the record straight. Do not miss this when this weekend episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked on listeners, we've all heard the phrase often imitated but never duplicated. It's a part of the sports fans lexicon, and that's because only the best athletes and sports teams can provide you with the best possible moments. And in that vein, the only ones who could provide the best healthy, low-calorie, and delicious treats to satisfy all of your snacking needs are the ones who provided the best in the first place. That's right, folks, I'm talking about Built Bar, because no one can do it like they do it. 
Built Bars are available in a multitude of delicious flavors, 100% real chocolate, soft, easy to chew, and they're not only low calorie and low sugar, but also high protein and high fiber. Built Bar has no crazy additives, half the calories of its most popular competitors, and get this, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer grams of sugar, and more protein. So don't delay, do it today. Prepare your taste buds for wow, and make Built Bar your go-to protein bar right now. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Folks, again, Miguel Benzon, the Pats Cap himself, joins me here today on Locked On Patriots. And insight you'll only find here on Locked On Patriots. And Miguel we know that the Patriots still have some moves to be made. Uh, you mentioned yes. the rookie deals to be signed to kick off the pod today. Um, we talked about the minor additions and things of that nature. Uh, there are still, unfortunately, player cuts to come. We know the Patriots have yes. to cut down to a 53-man roster. They're currently at 89. So there are players that are going to have to be shed from this roster. And there are also additions here and there that will take place because – what the Patriots have out there right now is not likely to be the complete final product. We're either going to see some players leave or maybe a new face sprinkled in here and there. Those are the normal transactions heading into an NFL season. There's really no change there. But again, as we said to kick it off today, but the Patriots have been anything but typical this year. And you really get the feeling that anything can happen with this 2021 incarnation of the Pats. So as you examine this team's bottom line, bud, what types yep. of moves do you expect, whether it be to create space or invest their current cap space? And is there a potential for a deal that might catch the sharp eye of the fan base? I, okay, so Mike, this team is low. I think loaded. And if you if I read if you read Evans Lazar's fifty man roster project projection, you read that, yeah, that very guy, good fifty man <laughs> fifty man three roster. another great one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you see that the players have the. the the Patriots are going to let go of some players who have trade value, all right? Right. So I expect during during these three cuts, okay, and the the last cut, that the Patriots are going to trade some of the players on their current roster, all right? Depending on who it is, it may or may not create cap cap space, all right? If it's a player in the last year of the deal, it might. And with a veteran, it will create cap space. But if it's a, a player who's in the second or third year of the deal, it may not create cap space. We all know, but I do like, for example, I can think like if it's Nikhil Harry, that'll probably create cap space. But if it's Chase Winovich, it won't, all right? Because they take difference in their salaries, all right? So those are things you get to get look for. But I'm saying, for me, Mike, Mike, the thing I'm right now, they're talking about fifteen million dollars in cap space, thirteen million dollars after the time of draft picks, and let go, and with finally process Patrick Jones thing. That's mm-hmm. right around how much they used in cap space last year. So remember last year they, they released Mohamed Sanu, all right? Mm-hmm. That day, right. And then from after that date, that was on September 2nd, they used about 19, 18, $18 to $19 million in cash space between that and the end of the league year, mm-hmm. right? And that's because you had the practice squad elevations. You had the COVID, COVID elevations. You had to remember that we had to you come back from IR after three weeks, all right? So there's a lot of roster turnover. All right. So <laughs> if they do this, if and the Patriots had put about thirteen to fifteen players in the season with thirteen or fifteen players on 
IR, all right? Mm-hmm. If they have one of those seasons where they have a lot of players on IR, you need to go out cap space, all right? But if they have a relatively healthy season, you don't need as much. Right. We, none, of us, none of us now know how the Patriots' health is going to be. So that's why the Patriots are going to need a cushion. And right now they're right about the right amount of cushion, right? And what happens, um, so th- I think they, they have, have the room to right now create cap space. Well, for example, they could change the structure. We talked about earlier about the structure of Stefan Gilman's extension. They could right. definitely change the way, the way I did it and create cap space instead of leaving the cap number the same. Mm-hmm. Right? They could reach a, 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 an extension with Dante Hightower for like one year and create cap space. Mm-hmm. All right? So they have the room right now. They're right uh, for they're in a sweet spot in terms of the cap. All right? Because uh, I'm just going to break down, folks, what they're going to have to do for operating expenses for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. We talked about the, the signing the draft picks. All right? Right now, they're only counting 51 salaries on the salary cap. Roster cut down, you're going to, get cut, you're going to count players 52 and 53. All right? But let's say, remember that, that linebacker they drafted, Cameron McCrone? Mm-hmm. Let's say you put him on IR for a year at the beginning of the year. All right? Well, you got to pay for his salary. So that's 54 salaries down on the cap. All right? right. <laughs> okay. All right? Then you got to pay for a practice squad, the practice squad. Now this year, it's going to be 16 players, like it was last year because of the COVID. Patriots, that's about $3 million. And depending on who you sign, because the difference in pay, if it's a rookie or it's a veteran, you could go for anywhere for $2.8 million and $3.2 million in cap. All right? right? And then for the Patriots, for the Patriots they have a use active roster bonuses. All right? So if a player who earns are not likely to be an active roster bonus, once he earns it, he hits the cap. Right. Brandon King wasn't active at all last year. Right? So, mm-hmm. each game he's active, the following Tuesday on the NFLPA salary cap page, you'll see the Patriots lose cap speech because right. of that. Right now, they got about 38 players mm-hmm. who have active roster bonuses. If they all are active for every game this year, the Patriots will lose over $5.1 million in cap space, Mike. Wow. Yeah, so that, so they have they need a cushion, all right. Yeah. Um, but they, that's a lot of cash space they got to think about. But yeah. I'll, I'll say this before I scare people away. Um, <laughs> but I'll say this: a roster cutdowns. The players who know, if the players not in the top fifty-one, they make the roster. They're probably going to create cash space because they beat out a higher salary player for a position. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so like if a rookie. Um, I'm trying to think of a rookie who's not in the top 51. But, okay, um, the wide receiver. Okay. <laughs> the wide receiver. Trey Nixon. The, the make, <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you. Make the roster and, and the Patriots end up trading Nikhil Harry away. I mean, that's mm-hmm. about $2 million in cap space. Right. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Um, so that's what, that's what I got about that. So they have a lot of cap space. I think they're the sweet spot right now. If they have, if the folks you want to have them be stay healthy during the preseason, I don't know how many of you guys as old as as I remember the. You remember the guys who remember the year that the Patriots had like three starters go down the last mm-hmm. preseason game. One of them was Garen Veras. His last name was Veras. I can't remember the other two guys got hurt. 
but that just ruined the season for the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, we always say here on Locked On Patriots that health is the great equalizer, and you always hope for yes. good health, not just for the Patriots, but for every team across the league. The yes. one thing that I think a true NFL fan never wants to see is any type of player experience a serious injury, one that's going to keep him out of action for the year or a significant amount of time. You always want to see teams at their best, competing at their highest, and of course, when it's your favorite team, you're emotionally invested in that, and there is something to be said about wanting to see these guys remain healthy. So, assuming health, it's good to know that there is the flexibility to make a move that you know, might invigorate the fan base a little bit as we head into this lull, this summer vacation, heading into, oh, yeah. uh, you know, a training camp. But at the same time, just because there's a move to be made out there doesn't mean that it should be made. You have to be temperate. You have to take a look at everything involved as well as the personnel that you have on this roster. And if these guys are playing on all cylinders, I agree with you. This could be a very fun season, both on offense and on defense, to watch the New England Patriots play football. Last but not least, my friend, you knew this was yep. coming. Everybody knows it's yep. coming. Uh, my favorite time of year, my favorite time of the week, my favorite time of the podcast. One of my favorite parts of having you join me here on the pod, buddy, is your ability to identify some of those erroneous cap reports out there. Uh, things that just kind of make you go, hmm, as Arsenio Hall mm. used to say. <laughs> In yeah. your infinite wisdom, buddy, uh, confirm or debunk some of these cat myths that are floating around out there floor is yours my friend set the record straight okay let's let's do and this is probably moot by now all right but i have to apologize to people who ask me questions on twitter all right i if you ask me a question since i'm such a salary cap nerd and you use the word training camp i'm thinking you actually meant 20 training camp mm-hmm. you asked me for a roster bonus i think you actually meant roster bonus because i'm a salary cap nerd so Hightower shows up. Someone says it's because he wants to show up just to get his off-season workout bonuses. I get questions about do players get paid for the training camp. I answered no. Does a player have a training camp bonus? And they don't. Not not one player in the Patriots roster have a get paid to show up for training camp. Some players in the past have. Like for example, Ty Law, he got paid one time one million dollars just to report to training camp. Right. Mm-hmm. But none of the current Patriots had that. I thought that was a reference to reporting balance. And then somebody asked me about does they have a roster bonus for showing up for the offseason workout bonuses. They don't. Players make – I misunderstood the question, so I apologize to people. Somebody finally asked me the question where it said offseason workout bonuses. I was like, something how it never had an offseason workout bonus that, that's extra, all right? He just gets $275,000 per off-season workout session. If he had attended all 32 this year, he would make he would have made $8,800. I know he got married this year, so he probably went on a honeymoon. Therefore, he probably didn't make that much. He probably missed those sessions. And we know for the other sessions that were available to, to the media, he didn't get that. So he, he didn't make the maximum. Right. And for someone who made millions and billions of dollars in his, in his NFL career, I just can't think that making another seven thousand dollars is going to make is the reason he's showing up. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like for him. I don't, you know, so he can make seven thousand dollars by signing football in a, in five, ten minutes. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So that cracked me up. All right. So <laughs> he didn't. He never had an offseason workout bonus. 
Um, and that's all I got to say about that. All right. The second thing we've been hearing about is like, oh, I love Evan. I love Doug. But they put down in their roster projections. If we're talking about Brian Hoyer, if veteran players can't be on the practice squad all right, this year, they can't be. It's in a new CBA. It doesn't have anything to do with the COVID. Like I said, in the new, after this new, we read the details, the new CBA came out. Tom Brady, with 20-plus years of NFL experience, could be on, can be on a team's practice squad this year. They changed mm-hmm. rules. It had nothing to do with COVID. For whatever reason, the players in the group said, hey, if you're a veteran, you now can be on the practice squad. Before, there used to be, you couldn't be on the practice squad if you had more than two years of NFL experience. All right. They got rid of that rule. All right? So... So that means if the Patriots cut Brian Hoyer, the next the, and he doesn't go through waivers, folks, because he's a veteran. Right. The next day they could put him on the practice squad. I mean, once the, once once whenever they uh, practice squads can be created with this roster cut, cut downs, and that didn't actually never said when practice squads can be created. Uh, so I don't know when that day is. But like, so I was just just point is that Brian Hoyer could be signed to the practice squad at um, during the, for the for the season, mm-hmm. even though he's a long term long time veteran. Yeah, it's Mike. So he would go from making fifty thousand dollars a week on the fifty three man roster to be making around twelve thousand, but that's that's up to his choice. Right. Okay. So like, those are two things I wanted to say. Because I, I cracked me up about the Dante Hightower thing because I literally laughed. I was like, man, Miguel, you stop, got to be, stop being a nerd and try to, I, <laughs> I'm like, you got to think of what they're asking. What, what's the bigger question that they're asking? I missed it. It went right over my, I'm like, right over my head. So folks, I apologize <laughs> I mean, I've, as many times I think I, tw- I tweeted out what his number counts up. I, I, I was surprised someone would say that he had a, he was making it doing when showed up just to get uh, off-season workout bonus. For example, and I'll say this: Patrick Chung has an off-season workout bonus. He retired. Mm-hmm. Julian Element had a three hundred thousand dollars off-season workout bonus. He retired. All right. If 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 you're thinking that 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 hundred thousand, three hundred thousand is going to affect a player's decision to retire, those mm-hmm. Patrick Chung and Julian Element just proved you wrong. Right. Good point. Good point. You know, especially because the status of a guy like Dante Hightower has been such a hot button issue throughout the fan base. And is he considering this? Is he not? Uh, Dante's you know, wife came out and then made comments. And there's just there's been so much kind of circulating around through this. It was, I, for one, was so glad to see him on the field this week. I was glad to hear him on his Zoom conference yep. reiterate his commitment to New England. And you've laid out quite nicely how the workout bonuses are really not an incentive either way for Dante to make a decision if he's going to make a decision to retire he's not going to show up to collect workout bonuses that he would probably be able to you know do without or collect in other ways uh through endorsements or anything like that so it's yeah. not a situation where he was looking just to to collect that that's setting the record straight buddy and i appreciate it i also found the uh, information on hoyer very interesting especially a point that i'm glad that you made about him being a veteran and how the, the waiver wire process works that's a question we get here a lot on locked on patriots yeah. i answer it often 
And I think you answered it well. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because, again, there is still some confusion uh, amongst the fan base. And I understand it, folks. Believe me, sometimes things can get complicated. There are all types of rules that apply to different types of players. But with the veteran status that Brian had, he wouldn't be subject to be put on waivers. He's immediately able uh, to sign with another team or with the Patriots practice squad if he chose to do so. Right. Like, for, for folks, I'll say this. A veteran is a player with four accrued seasons. If they get cut, they don't go through waivers. After the trade, say just did one big provision, right? It's after, after the trade led deadline, everyone goes through, through waivers. Why, why that rule is, I have no idea, okay? But now, a veteran like Brian Hoyer with four more accrued seasons goes through, does not go through waivers if they get cut. And that's, and that's be on us, uh, for those who report the news, for some transactions, you'll see, I wish the beat violence would use the word waive for players who can go through waivers instead of the word cut or release. I think if they kept on doing that, people would then learn, would learn hey, guy's a rookie, he's, or what, two ones of these, he got waived, therefore he, he's getting going through the waiver problems. And then a veteran gets cut, he's not going through waivers. I wish nice. people use them interchangeably, those terms interchangeably. I wish they did not. Mm. Absolutely. And it is. And terminology can give you so much, uh, you know, difficulty in the way that you phrase things, the types of words that you use, and ultimately the context that you use them in, they can mean two different com- completely different things even if you're trying to get a certain point across so again bud this is why we have you on you never ever disappoint when your wisdom and counsel graces the airwaves here on locked on i could not be more honored i could not be more humbled my friend thank you so much for taking the time out on your vacation to join me here today to help me close out the week in style folks please i implore you follow miguel at pat's cap on twitter mm-hmm. again i call him the top gun he is the top gun that plaque for the alternates it doesn't exist because this man has no equal um a tremendous friend a tremendous source of knowledge uh and just one of the great twitter followers and one of the great human beings on this earth before i let you go my friend please let everyone know what you have coming down the pike in the coming days and weeks as we head toward the Patriots season and anything else you'd like to inform our listeners on here on locked on patriots floor's yours my friend take us home i i'm on i'm on twitter at pat's cap um if you listen to me um i'm probably gonna if you listen to my last appearance on, on, on Debbie's podcast, you, you know I'm, 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 I've been told I'm going to lose my regular job, my full-time job, um, in next year. Um, so I'm going to probably bring back pathcap.com while also trying to still raise money for the Habitat for Habitat Humanity. Folks, if you, get, if you learn anything and you can afford to do so, just see my pin. Please see my pin tweet and donate. Thank you so much. Mike, it's always an honor to be on this show, and I'm so happy that you're now part of the Sports Illustrated family. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy the weekend. And, uh, folks, I'll just say this. We didn't get to really talk about the draft picks. Don't worry about them. They're not going to hold out. All right, that's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent news and positive news to head out yeah. the week and to be able to uh, uh, to go into uh, uh, to the weekend with that knowledge that our rookies should be in tow and they'll be in check and they will be here in 2021. In the meantime, my friend, stay safe, stay well. Uh, you know, you always have friends here throughout the Patriots fan base, and uh, you know we're pulling for you no matter what. You know that, and uh, we look forward oh, to the return you. of PatsCap.com. So. 
As always, it's my honor. It's my privilege. Uh, we look forward to talking ball with you again here and Foxborough Finance very soon. But in the meantime, please continue to stay safe, stay well. Always the best, my friend. Thanks for joining me today. Anytime, Mike. I hope to see you at trading camp. Okay. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Definitely. <laughs> And so, Patriots fans, we put a bow on the week that was here on the Locked On Patriots podcast, and I hope you enjoyed our three-day minicamp coverage with our guests Thomas Murphy, Steve Balistrieri, and our man Dougie Football, and of course, absorbing the financial wisdom and counsel of our good friend the Pats Cap today. But we are still just scratching the surface when it comes to off-season coverage leading into training camp for your New England Patriots. So to be sure that you do not miss a single second of the action, Download and subscribe to the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as Spotify, the Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just make sure that you are staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend Miguel Benzon, the Pats Cap himself, for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until next time, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great weekend, everyone.